0: 1027 business with Nzinga. Thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. On Wednesdays, we talk finance and the different aspects of it. Tonight on What the Finance Wednesday, I'm joined by Conway Williams, the Head of Credit at Prescient Investment Management. Conway, thanks for your time on Hot Business this evening. What is responsible investing?
1: Hi, good evening to you and good evening to everyone. Thanks for having me online. Just to start off with, our approach to responsible investing talks to incorporating all different types of factors into our asset management or our investment management approach. And when I say that, it is considering risks from a qualitative and a quantitative perspective, um, making sure that we consider, especially the qualitative type risks, which you can't always quantify. Um, I know that might sound like a little bit of gibberish, but if if I were to break it down, um, sometimes you can't quantify trust you can't quantify the impact necessarily that your investments will have in the longer term. So what we try to do is look at the numbers, but then also overlay the softer type issues. And then when you combine combine the hard numbers with the softer type issues, you get a holistic approach to investment management, which would either show you whether to invest in an asset or not, whether it has value or not, or whether it will actually achieve desired developmental impact or not. So that is our approach to responsible investing.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you've done a report as president in when it comes to responsible investing for 2023. Please give us some highlights from that report. What were you looking for? Who did you speak to? And what were the main
1: takeaways? So I think the starting point there is um, ESG, which falls under sustainable or responsible investing, has received a lot of negative attention over the last couple of years under the guise of people using it for greenwashing, people using it to do good, um, and then just using a sort of tick box approach to ESG or Responsible Sustainable Investing. We've always felt that responsible investing, which includes ESG as an integral place in the investment approach because it allows you to unearth risks that are not necessarily shown in audited financials, that are not necessarily shown when people present business plans to you or not. So what, what we've done is we've found evidence, we've shown um, how long-term performance is impacted if you include ESG or responsible investing in your approach, We've been Mm -hmm. able to chat to clients who are showing a growing demand for clean, green, or infrastructure-type products which has a very long-term type focus which matches their long-term ambitions. So, it's yes, the starting point is understanding the regulatory landscape, understanding the performance, understanding the investor requirements, but ultimately showing and showcasing our approach to risk management and how incorporating ESG or considering qualitative-type factors has a very positive impact on a risk management approach. And if I were again to just take a step back and and simplify what I'm saying is to incorporate factors that make sure that you're considering all risks or, or risks that you can't necessarily quantify. If you embed that sort of thinking in your approach, you are discharging your duty. You are considering everything and anything that you should and not only looking at the numbers. but not only doing desktop analysis. You're actually making holistic investment decisions that help you manage risks better. And that is also considering environmental, social and impact factors, especially for the funds, certain funds that we do manage, which have that mandate.
0: Mm-hmm. Conway? I mean, I guess you're talking about, if you're talking about an investing, you know, it's not an altruistic venture. People want to make returns, decent returns on their money. And you're saying this is just one of the ways and people are moving towards this. It, it does feel, you spoke about the greenwashing before, it does feel like there is often a perception that sustainable investing, investing in more sustainable ways can be a grudge or is not something that is mainstream.
1: Yeah, that is, that's quite correct. Um, so the starting point and why we sort of developed our own methodology and why we've embedded responsible investing in our approach is because we use it for risk management. And it might sound very harsh, but we do not use ESG as a means to make the world a better place. We need to um, honor client promises. We need to make um, commercial returns for our clients as, clients as we promise them. But we also need to ensure, remember, we are managing debt funds or funds that invest in credit type instruments. So we don't have that equity upside. So we lose money if if there is a default or if there's business rescue and the likes. So risk for us is ultimately the most important part. And Mm -hmm. our research as a house shows that E and S and G issues are generally the issues that result in the downfall of companies, result in those defaults. So if you have an approach that considers environmental risks, social Mm. risks, governance risk, and you again, you overlay that with your quantitative skills and your analysis of financials and numbers, you have a better or more holistic risk approach to investing. And then you actually make those commercial returns. And I think the important part is while we try to do good, and again, embedding ESG or RI into your approach does have second or third round effects, like for example, job creation or housing where there isn't, ultimately, you meet. The client returns by not losing money because of what we manage and how we manage.
0: Okay. If you're talking about responsibility and lowering risk, I cannot help but think about the context we're operating in where we don't know if we're going to have power from one day to the next. Uh, our electricity minister basically said that in, in nice English and very like serious engineering English. But we don't know. And that's bad for business and that's bad for the country. Uh, as there is a power crisis in South Africa, people are looking towards renewable energy, green hydrogen, uh, gas. Uh, I know gas is featuring quite high in the IRP
1: 2023
0: plan that was released. Just take me through, when it comes to specifically power and energy, what are you are thinking about?
1: So if I can maybe just take one step back. You made a, a quite an interesting point there and it, and it sort of showcases why we consider risk management very carefully and how ESG fits into it. We've got a, re- a REIT or a Residential... Um, Counter listed on the JSE, which we had scored very poorly about three, four years ago from an ESG perspective. They then embarked on a massive rollout of solar panels and greenifying their buildings. We invested, we supported this rollout. And again, they could then become a more sustainable business. So if you can just again think of how we look at risk management in that context, people can actually now go to malls when there is load shedding. And we supported those sort of initiatives. So risk management is quite key, Mm -hmm. very important, and it says, yes, we are actually making the world a better place, a cleaner place, but ultimately we're making that business more sustainable. So cash flows are more, there's a bit of a motor around it, we have a bit more certainty that we will get paid back our money or our funding that we've provided them, simply because now they can attract you and I to go shop. So I think that that is the one angle that we look at. Um, that's not necessarily for always for our Clean Energy Fund, that is for our Infra Fund and house host of other funds where we see that there might be a secondary round effect or positive effect. When we're thinking of clean energy in particular and with particular reference to the REAP program, which is South Africa's Renewable Energy Program, we've invested just over $4 billion in just over 30 projects um, and it is across mm-hmm. the country. Um, Yes, there's been a bit of a hiatus in terms of the types of projects and the number of projects, and there's been a lot of negativity through our origination efforts and through our strong partnerships with various players. For example, H1 Holdings, which is a BEE player, um, Red Rocket, which is a developer. We've been able to deploy quite a bit of capital in a very constrained market. So it meets our mandate of not only black economic empowerment but very importantly, supporting South Africa's in energy initiatives um, and again, creating sustainable energy. And we will do that going forward. So it's not only wind, solar and the likes, but it's also making sure that we can have a grid that can take this solar or the wind, the power, because the grid does mm-hmm. require an upgrade. And if we can get that right, we unlock more wind. I don't know if you've seen Sawia so and what they've said recently, Um, if there's a a better grid, we can get more renewables. If we get more renewables, we have less reliance on fossil fuels. And for those type of things we support, we support the B E portion, as I had mentioned. And then also more recently, which is a very big drive, is battery storage. And certain of our partners have actually done really well in the recent round, and we are looking to support them as you roll out batteries. So if you've got the actual wind and solar and you've got grid and you've got battery you can definitely turn on renewables in a better manner than it has in the past and that is what I think the entire market is looking to do to support all of the uh, integrated legs.
0: Conway what kind of investor would be gravitating towards the work that you do the work that you've described I know you've spoken about de-risking and moving away from risk a lot but who is the you know investor that you are talking to or you want to be talking to?
1: So although our products are catered for, for retail investors, the man in the street, um, and we can obviously chat about how um, individuals can invest in these funds via various alternatives, our major target market is the retirement fund market and the pension fund market. If you can think of it, you and I, at our age, we need to retire in X amount of years. It is more of a long-term approach, and these are long-term type investments. Mm-hmm. So it has a natural fit. If I'm going to be retiring in 20 years time and it's a 20 year project and I'm being able to achieve CPI plus four and a half to five and a half, you can understand how your wealth accumulates over time. So it is more for the large institutional space um, and for people who want an alternative to what is out there by investing in our funds and have a bit of a longer term, um, I suppose, horizon and not immediate liquidity needs. Because I said these are quite... Illiquid investments, although our fund isn't as illiquid, it is also really highly structured and it is, these are very intricate instruments that you are investing in. So it is more for the sophisticated market, but it doesn't stop the retail individual from investing.
0: Conway Williams, thank you so much for your time. I think we may have gotten a little bit cut off at the end, but really appreciated that conversation about investing in sustainable ventures. He's the head of credit at Prescient Investment Management. It's time for a short break. When we come back, Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment will be taking us through the local and international market movements for today. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.